If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. What's going on, everybody? Before we start the show, I have a very special announcement. I've been talking about it, and we finally did it, everybody. The website is live. TheChristianHarloff.com is live now. That's right, TheChristianHarloff.com. And we have a very special after-party event. You can watch it on March 24th. It is at 5.15 p.m. PST. The whole Big Thing crew. We've never had the entire Big Thing crew together in one shot. Um, Well, a lot of us are going to be together in the room, and we're going to be talking about a lot of things. And as I mentioned to you, as Patreon is great, it's doing its thing, there's going to be a lot of things that are on Patreon that are now going to move over to the website. Patreon will still have some stuff, but but the website is going to start to house a lot of those one-on-ones that I do, and there's going to be other things, and live events. Live events, we're going to be on tour, and you're going to learn more about that on that big event. Once again, thechristianharloff.com. Big after-party event. Sign up now. It's free to sign up, thechristianharloff.com. It helps me. Let me know where you want us to go in the future. It tells you about all the benefits. It gives you updates of things we have going on, and you're going to hear about all the special announcements. So do it for us. Sign up one more time, thechristianharloff.com. You just hit that button. Reserve your spot for free. It costs you nothing to reserve your spot and watch the after party. The after party is free on March 24th, and you can watch it, but you got to sign up today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Big Thing Capes and Cows. We're all back together. Can't wait. Excited. We're going to talk about a lot of things. Ben Affleck. They asked him, "Hey, man, you want to do a? You going to direct a DCU movie?" He said, "Nope, don't want to do that. I don't mind James Gunn, but I don't really like the direction they're going, so I'm not going to do it." Interesting. Um, he also says that uh, he didn't like the Justice League that Joss Whedon did. It broke his heart, and that's why he didn't direct the Batman. So, getting to that, James Gunn speaking to him. He's directing. Superman, but it's official now. And for the, the not the Flash, but something inside of that world, the Shazam, the reviews are in. We're going to do a non-spoiler, and then we're going to do a full spoiler on Monday. So we'll talk about that and more. There's a lot to talk about on Capes and Cows here today, so we're excited to, uh, to do it. Now, you guys, what you can do is you can show just a little bit of class. And how do you do that? By subscribing to the channel. The road to 100 
We're almost there. We already hit. We're almost at seventy-one thousand. So a hundred thousand by the end of the year, I think it's possible. Spotify, we're over there on video, merch. Get yourself a you you don't know ish Black Knight. Show some class and more. Obviously, keeps and cows. Patreon.com slash the big thing show. Christian Harlow from Friends. We're doing live streaming now. You can check that out. Look at Kate. She finally made the banner, but she's in Finstock's palm. <laughs> so how about that? All right. So it's Capes and Cows. It's me. It's Winston. It's Coy. Let's get at it, everybody. I'm ready. Go. Welcome back, everybody. Capes and Cows. It's me, Christian Harloff. Coy John Dro. Winston. A. Marshall. I wish y'all heard the lyrics we came up with. And they're brilliant. They're good. They're the really good. So thanks for joining us here, everybody. And by the way, if you're uh, not already familiar with, God, tell about Carbon Health. This is sponsored by Carbon Health, man. Carbon Health is the best. So excited to be working with Carbon Health. 120 locations. They handle urgent care, COVID, RSV, flu testing, and vaccinations. But what people should be looking into is how they also expanded into primary care services that include Connected Health. Connected Health is the idea that health isn't just about our bodies, but also our mind. Carbon Health's providers come connected with a mental health specialist. Carbon Health is expanding and has expanded their primary care services in 2023. Massachusetts, you can, you can get Connected Care. So do it. It's now expanded from California to Massachusetts. Carbon Health, it's an excellent urgent care and testing center, but don't sleep on their primary care services. We're excited to be working with them. We love working with Carbon Health. So check it out should you need to. What up, guys? I love that therapy is getting so much more like acceptable, especially in Massachusetts, man. As a Boston person, I got to say, sure. we need therapy. Oh, well, there you go. And now you have it. You can get it at uh, Carbon Health. It's, it's honestly um, why I love so much uh, like media coming out with yeah. black folk is including therapy. Yeah. So like the fact that the story came out about Creed 3 that uh, Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson went as – their characters to couples therapy. Oh, I thought that wow. was really cool. That's interesting. Like to like help them like get more into it. That's or, cool. Um, the show Bel Air, uh, Carlton has yeah. anxiety and he's oh, dealing okay. with like, a, so I really appreciate because I know in general people are just coming around to therapy and I know like men really are just now coming around to therapy. So if you throw black folk who won't do it and men that won't do it, black men ain't doing <laughs> Like mm-hmm. so, it's really it's cool. To, it's cool to see that people are doing it. It was yeah. uh, it was Sterling K. Brown and uh, this is us that got me into therapy. Randall, like, it's, uh, yeah. identifying that anxiety. Like, uh, once I saw on TV someone yeah, yeah. have the feelings I had that I felt like seen as opposed to like othered. That yeah. that character actually was like my big uh, last push. Hey man, it's the thing that keeps you keeps you keeps your, you your mind right for real. Going. Well, good. Listen, hey, you guys did a great job last week. Um, it was good to ha- good to watch the show. Good to listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny seeing the comments. Christian started getting the complex. He's talking about therapy. Now. My two yeah. <laughs> my two favorite comments were one. Someone goes or, or three favorite. One. Someone goes. Christian's black now. And Christian yeah. was just like, hey, I'm not touching that. I didn't, yeah, I didn't respond <laughs> to that one. <laughs> there was another one where a guy goes, oh. I just saw Winston's face and just started laughing. I was like, you bitch, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Sure. But then the last one was, man, that Coy and Winston, they're amazing. They should do the, they should do the whole show. Yeah, and Christian sure. was just like, 
Yeah, that person got deleted from the He's uh, banned from the channel now. Totally. I, I, my favorite response of yours was, guess I'll leave. You just wrote like three <laughs> words. You're like, I'll, I'll take off. No, it was fun. It was fun for sure. It's like, I always get nervous when you comment back. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, um, but, yeah, no, it was, it was good. I, so do you want me to leave? Okay, so I don't know sometimes because when people will write with me, Dane Cook, Steve-O, all that kind of stuff, I leave it, right? Yeah. People, I know that you. You love putting Rashid Wallace. Put I it, hate that shit. I know, but, do you, but I don't delete it. It's fine. It can, look, I. This is one of those things that I have been used to hearing that since Rasheed <laughs> Wallace was an irrelevant person in the world. Right. So like, but it's to me, it's so stupid because there's other people that I definitely feel like I look more like than Rasheed fucking Wallace. Oh. There it is. That was early too. Thanks, early YouTube. in the game. Thanks, YouTube. That's fine. At least you know where it is. You throw it in there just because clearly I'm. But it's one of those things where it's like, do I like it? No. Am I gonna let it get me? No. Right. Like you know, like right. whatever. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, either way, it was. Either way, you guys did a great job. It was a lot of fun to watch, um, and yeah, we had a good week. Like I said, we hit. We finally we were hitting that goal yeah. seven thousand. We're going to be going on the road. That's official. Um, we're going to start in L.A. at Flappers. The tickets are going to be on sale for that like soon. So I can announce that next Friday we're going to be doing a live in studio thing that you can only get. Um, the, the website is launching. Um, and it's the, the Christian Harloff website. And on that website will be an exclusive event of all the big thing cast members. You never have them in the full room together. They're all going to be in the room together, having a couple of drinks, talking about uh, just everything in general. But we're going to be launching the ticket sales for the live events for not only L.A. We're going to be launching for New York and Stanford, Connecticut, which will be in June. So we're going to be doing a show in April, a show in June. And we'll be doing some fun stuff. And, um, and yeah, so we'll be... They've been asking, man. What's up? I've, I've started uh, streaming again on Twitch, and yeah. they've been asking. They were like, so when, when are you touring? Are you coming to the Midwest? Where to spot out? I was like, look, all I know is I got good news, but I'm going to let the boss man... To say what the deal is, well, we I'm got not, it. We got I'm it, man. Like, and so we, and like, like I said, remember I told you. So once we hit seventy yeah, thousand, and, and it timed up, and now it's, and we hit. I mean, we had seventy one. We're almost at seventy one thousand now, which is great. Um, goal is to obviously get to a hundred, and then the you know, and then it's really about the audience. It's like, a big year too. Like I really feel good about when the timing's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, the too. things we can talk about, where we can go. Like people, if you want us somewhere, leave a comment. Like I want to, I want to see where the well, that website. The website is gonna, gonna yeah, have well. The website great. we're going to do a thing where we're going to ask people like when you sign up to the website, website of where you want us to go cool. and then we we kind of assess the data there and oh, say amazing. like that's what we have so jp who who was who the live events coordinator for all of schmodown yeah is the live events coordinator now for this and oh, he that's great and he looks and he's just like okay look so a lot of people are, are signed up to the website and they're requesting boston they're requesting a Houston. lot of us are they're, from there they're requesting you know like seattle so we'll take because it's the good news is that it's it's uh, i've got a hair here that's great news uh, <laughs> the, the good news is that we um we don't have to do the same type of like you know um, volume for audience that we right. did for Schmodown. Sure, like sure. Schmodown was so expensive to fly from. But this was this will be something. I mean, look, the goal is to get a sponsor, and if we can get a sponsor that way, like for LA, LA is going to be great because LA is going to have all of us there mm -hmm. because we're all in LA. But like right now, because I'm paying for all this, I can't get everyone there yet. Yeah. However, I mean, because Colleen and I were just talking about it, I think the way that the show is going to work, this, the first show at Flappers is going to be total around 70 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that'll be, you know, not everyone's going to get a chance to do stand-up on the first portion of the show, and it's going to be a shorter kind of stand-up thing. We'll have to divvy up the time. But the show, the, the actual main live show, will probably be around 50 minutes or so, or so the podcast, and it'll probably start out, you know, with, let, let's say hypothetically, it's me and Steph and Mike for the first, like, 15 minutes and then we bring in um roxy and and brett 
for the next 15 and then the three of us close out thing so that way if you're a big thing fan in mm-hmm. general you're seeing the whole show yeah. and that's kind of what i want to do and bring people what about kate kate will be there too um she'll be there too i just okay. figure out what, like when you know which which show because we're gonna start putting her on more in the on the monday episode i was about to laugh i was like <laughs> I figure out which hand she, she, she is yeah, she, like yeah, I, she'll yeah. be there with dagnino and dagnino will put her on the stage <laughs> So, hey, did you guys hear? You should show it. So, <laughs> anyone that hasn't seen me do stand up yet, I'm excited to do this. Is my first time. I think we are doing a on the stage together because we've only ever done. We did. No, we did. We did in, one. We did one in New York. We did one in that's New right. York. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm It'll coming be out of retirement. Yeah, that's, so that's this wild part. And I have to figure out. Like you guys are both definitely doing uh, Manhattan. Yeah. For, for like and stand up and everything too. Just because I got I got hit with the um, with the time like the we're only like I thought we would do a two hour show and it was like an hour to get everybody up. And then an hour to do the show, but we only have like seventy minutes, so I got to figure out. I got to figure that out. Is, I'm going to figure it out first, but it's coming nonetheless, and you'll get more news on it. All right, let's get into this, guys. So, I'm going to start out here. And I'm going to talk about this uh, this story with Ben Affleck. It just it just hit, and it's it's really it's it's big because James Gunn was talking about Ben Affleck um, directing. They said we met with with him, and we and and he's you know he doesn't have anything yet, but he's excited to do it with us. So story again coming from comicbookmovie.com. Batman v Superman star Ben Affleck says he's not interested in directing a movie for James Gunn DCU. Now, despite James Gunn saying that Ben Affleck is being eyed to direct an upcoming DCU movie, the actor has definitively stated he's not interested in working with DC Studios given the direction that they are headed in. Now they say consider us confused. Me too. When DC Studios unveiled its Chapter 1 Gods and Monsters slate for the new DCU, James Gunn confirmed that while Batman will be recast, they want to work with Ben Affleck behind the camera. He also said that Ben really wants to be part of our team, trying to bring it together, and he really wants to direct one of our projects, and we're still looking forward to him doing that. In a subsequent tweet, Gunn then confirmed that he met with him. And then Affleck recently sat down with The Hollywood Reporter and said this, I would not direct something for the James Gunn DC. Absolutely not. The actor and filmmaker replied, I have nothing against James Gunn. He's a nice guy. Sure, he's doing a great job. I just wouldn't want to go in and direct it in the way that they're doing that. I'm not interested in that. Affleck is either looking to throw fans off the scent here or the meeting Gunn-Wenchin went really, really bad. He had once been lined up to direct the Batman when it was set to star his Dark Knight and looked set to pit the hero against Deathstroke, and then he said that he might, that he might tackle Brave and the Bold, it's certainly possible that Affleck is trying to maintain the secrecy surrounding DCU. However, taking his comments at face value, it's impossible to come to any other conclusion than him not being a fan of what Gunn and crew are doing. Needless to say, we want to see what DC Studios detractors taking great delight. Needless to say, we anticipate that the detractors are taking delight in their remarks from the former Batman. All right, there's a lot here. And there's a lot that I actually agree with, with the way that they, they break this down. This is one of two things. It's either... One, yeah, they're working on something, and people are, or they want to wait and get the hype really going once mm-hmm. he announces that it's this movie. Like, gotcha, we're just kidding, which is fun and could be cool. Or it's legit. He had this meeting, sat down, and goes, "No," but he's he's a pretty outspoken guy. Yeah, I feel like Affleck's very uh, to the point. So he's yeah. he's looking and he's going, "Yeah, I don't want to do that." And I like James Gunn, but no thanks. Um, I am right now saying. I think this is a legit story. I think that I he, I don't think he wants to do it. No, I agree with you. I think that this is a legit story. And the reason why is I think even though Gunn is a showman and, and Gunn would love to have like a, yeah. I think he's very aware of the fact of how sensitive this is yep. because there are too many people that are still calling for his head mm-hmm. and, and the head of all of DC for not bringing Snyder back. 
this is that would be a very poor decision to pull a gotcha in this manner. You already have people up in arms about the way things went down with Cavill. You already have people up in arms right. about the way things have gone down. And why with would Gal. you say instead like, of a tweet, yeah, we got him, and then go, oh, you know, I just told everybody that we got you. You contradict that. It like, doesn't. What? It doesn't. doesn't it doesn't add up. So it makes me actually believe Ben Affleck here and think that this is a real deal. And because otherwise, that might be the first time that I question James Gunn's judgment to like, why got you with this. This does, isn't the way. Not, to do it. not when you've yeah. already said, you know, hey, we got this guy and he wants to do it. We just got to figure out how. And then telling him not to makes no sense. Especially because you need the hype beast right now. So the yeah. last thing you want to do is, 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 is to have this coconut. Right. Yeah, no. What do you think? That's that's what's intriguing to me is like, did James Gunn really misread a meeting to that scale? Like, did did right. they have a meeting? He thought it went one way. Ben Affleck thought it went another. And this is just the first time we've heard Affleck's side because at the end of the day, Affleck's just now promoting that movie Air, which I hadn't heard about until last week, which oh, is really? insane. Yeah, like I just Bro, had it. No, I saw the trailer for a while ago. But that's what's crazy is like I got asked if I wanted to like do a thing with it, and I was like, wait, Affleck's got a new movie coming out, yeah. and I had no idea. So I think this is really good uh, on. Affleck's part, right? Because, because he, now he's getting the he, press of DC. That, that's a great point. I'm thinking about it from the macro. It's a great point. This it's a great is the point. first time I've heard an article mention air, and I'm hearing it because of DC. So now Affleck is getting all the press. The big snowball effect is right. riding his wave, and now you can talk about your smaller sports movie. So, well, th- and there's there's two sides to that. It's one, it's legit, right? And, and he's like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to do. But he anything. just waited to say it until and, he's promoting. And his I movie. might as well just say it now, or you're playing a ruse and going, I don't. You know, people are just going to cover it anyway. And, and either way, the timing them. is DC. Right. I happen to think. I think we all think that he's legit about yeah. this, and he's saying like, you know, I'm going to use. I'm going to use that meeting to promote my movie and let people know that so I, I have do. it. Smart. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, is Air <laughs> really a small movie when you consider the it cast? Is it's a small movie. Yeah. Really? It, when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to this year, yeah, you can have dude. There's tons of big actors that are in small movies. I mean, especially it's like, what sixty million, maybe. Yeah, it's it's a smaller movie for sure compared to like the, the, the when you compare I, I, it to theatrical release. Now it's, it's coming big, out in April. Is it with... big in cast? Is it big in stature? Is it big in story? I mean, as far as like the the gravity yeah, yeah, of the story, yeah. yeah. But as far as movie scale goes, sixty million. I, is a small I, that's, movie. Well, I get I get it on a smaller yeah. budget, but still like a big movie because of like you said the subject material. It's not small in nineteen ninety eight. It's yeah, right. <laughs> no, it's not but, small. Like, when Damon and Affleck are making movies, no, no, yeah. but, but that's what I'm. But I'm saying what with Affleck directing both uh, Affleck and Damon in it, and Viola Davis and uh, there was Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, like, great cast. Yeah. I literally heard about it last week, and I that's am wild, the dude. most maybe plugged in, like a, as far as like in the scale of cult, not amongst us, but like in the scale of the world, like we're in the top two percent of plugged in. Right. And it's Affleck, so I was shocked that he had a movie this year. So I think using DC is a great way to leverage press. Yeah, it is, and I it's it's very interesting that um. This it's yeah it's disappointing too by the way because I really wanted it. we talked about it on the mm-hmm. show like two or three weeks ago is that we, we all want, I think him directing Brave and the Bold would have been an absolutely amazing announcement and a good way to do it and especially if Air is as good as as we think it's going to be I mean the trailer did you watch the trailer yeah, oh, yeah it looks incredible great but think about Affleck at the Grammys was it what, like he was with J Lo he was mm-hmm. at some award show and just the shot of him handling being at an award show is mm-hmm. how I feel like he is in the industry. Like he doesn't want to be there. So why would he jump on a tent pole? I think he'd much rather make a bunch of these movies with Matt Damon and he'd rather make a bunch of $60 million movies. I don't think Affleck wants to be anywhere near that cowl out of just like stress. And that, what that's, he's dealing that's with. what it is like the, what he went through and what he's talked about, you know, the stress of playing Batman and all that too. He doesn't need it anymore, but, but, He's not starring in it anymore. He's directing it. But, but it's still I'm, two I'm, years I'm, of your life. Oh, yeah, it's a lot. And, and you're, you're going to be the one getting yelled at. Sure. I want him to do more dunk ads. 
Like I want Aflac happy. And when, did, when did they take donuts out of the title? Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because well, they, because they, because they, they, they sell did, sandwiches. I know. Well, no, I was gonna say, what, weren't they that the whole thing with Dunkin' Donuts wasn't like they were a donut shop that evolved into yes. something else, right? Yeah, because yeah, I know they're for yeah. coffee. I yeah, now, they, now they now they sell everything else too. But yeah. when I was a kid, it was donuts. But yeah. I haven't yeah. seen Affleck yeah. that happy yeah. since. Like that dunk set is like that's Affleck. No, he's and and when he's making movies like Air, that seems to be what he wants to be doing. He. He's doing all right in his <laughs> so his marriage yeah. life. He's not he's not not hurting there. He's not hurting with money. He's not hurting with getting work. And if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. Um, interesting though. <laughs> but you know, a lot of times, by the way, though. But a lot of times, by the way, when people have conversations like this, they're not as honest. Like, mm. me, meaning, like even Ben Affleck to say something along the lines, like, "Yeah, you know, we'll see where it goes from now. I'm not really. I'm kind of focusing on this at the moment." Is normally the type of answer you get. Not only did he not say, I don't think I want to do that. He said, I don't like the direction they're going. Yeah, he was which real is, candid. Yeah. Well, can I can, – I think that this is a good transition point because there was one other story that about you him? had mentioned yeah, about Affleck sure. and about DC. Yeah, that was yeah. very, very interesting to me. Um, it all seems like an open wound. I, I, I agree. Yeah, with that, that that apparently Ben Affleck was broken um, by what not, – Not broken, but he, he said he was heartbroken, heartbroken. Okay, heartbroken. Uh, yeah, he said uh, Joss Whedon – Joss Whedon's um, Justice League broke his heart, and this is why he didn't direct the Batman. So Affleck, and it's again going to Coy's point, talking more so because he knew he's going to get these kind of questions, and so he's just shooting from the hip right now. And mm-hmm. Ben Affleck got candid about his experience working with Whedon on Justice League, and he confirmed that was why he walked away from the Batman, and the actor and filmmaker also teased his role in The Flash. While the tragic death of his daughter led Zack Snyder to walk away from Justice League, it's hard to escape the feeling that Warner Brothers uh, would have always had Joss Whedon at the helm of those reshoots. Yeah, that's the big report anyway. I mean, that yeah, that's they, Warner Brothers kind of did not did did Zack Snyder dirty way before the tragedy. Um, but anyway, we know the Avengers director script changes were thrust upon Snyder before he departed the movie, and the belief was clearly that he could transform it into a hit. While what we ended up with definitely rhymes with hit. That's funny. Um, the, the critical and commercial bomb ruined Whedon's career and a series of damaging allegations about his behavior on set. Those opened the floodgates and the disgraced filmmaker no longer appears welcome in Hollywood. During a recent conversation with The Hollywood Reporter, Batman actor Ben Affleck reflected on the Justice League experience and admitted it caused those stories to become somewhat repetitive to me and less interesting. This is what Affleck says. Justice League, you could teach a seminar on all the reasons why this is not how to do it, ranging from productions to bad decisions to horrible personal tragedy and just ending with the most monstrous taste in my mouth. But I was going to direct a Batman and Justice League, and it made me go, I'm out. I never want to do any of this again. I'm not suited. Well, there's our answer to the past, the other story, too. This was the worst experience I have ever had in a business, which is full of some shitty experiences. It broke my heart. There was an idea of someone coming in, like, I'll rescue you, and we'll do 60 days of shooting, and I'll write a whole thing around what you have. I've got the secret, and it wasn't the secret. That was hard. Affleck then went on to say that the time he spent working on those reshoots in London contributed to him drinking too much, as it was either that or jump out the window. After that period obliterated his interest in the superhero movie genre, the actor then said he came to the conclusion that the franchise was no longer for him. Despite that, he does praise Zack Snyder for getting his cut of Justice League on HBO Max and says he didn't hesitate to join the filmmaker for reshoots. I like a lot of stuff what we did, especially the first one. And now Zack Snyder's Justice League is my highest rated movie on IMDb. Say what you want. It is my highest rated career movie. I've never had one that went from Nadar to 
to Nadir to, to Pinnacle. Retroactively, it's a hit. I did finally figure out how to play that character, and I nailed it in the flash, she said. For the five minutes I'm in there, it's really great. As we suspected, Batman is going to play a very minor, minor role in The Flash, and it will now serve as his farewell to the Dark Knight, despite there being uh, plans for him to be part of Crisis on Infinite Earths movie. Affleck has made it clear he isn't interested in James Gunn's DCU, so unless Marvel Studios can win him over, that might be it for the actor and superhero fair. So, yeah, we, I think we get a lot in here now from from this and a lot of kind of confirmation yeah. from the previous one absolutely i mean it, it, it makes logical sense now that you have that context if 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 this did that much damage to him yeah and how he sees not only the character and it's like me universe, and collider live honestly yeah. at that point if that if that's what he directly associates with it now i'm not surprised that unless james gunn came to him with a bulletproof this is what i'm thinking and what i would want you to do and he's like okay cool you've restored my faith if you're that turned off you you have to have a bulletproof plan. To and get why risk to it, back. dude? Like right. I mean, like everything you were saying, his career's fine, his life is better. He's like in, all these he's things, in good shape. He doesn't I, need it. I also like if it led him to drink to that level, and like if he feels like he's got his life together, even if there is a bulletproof plan, there's always that moment of like, ooh, I'm saying the word Batman. Like if there's the trauma attached to the thing, it's not just that, man. That's that's two for two or over oh two. Of being diving into a superhero identity yeah. and it just fully blowing up in your face. Let's never forget the daredevil, daredevil and everything went that went right, down. Right. He already was hesitant to take the Batman thing. He's like, you know, it was so long ago. I was young. This seems like this is really going to go in a different direction. Who doesn't love Batman? And so for him to go out back on a limb, essentially taking an X back and being right. like, this is going to be different. And then she this breaks your heart in a new way. And she breaks your heart in a much worse way. Do you, you the hear, two you know, best director's cuts are Ben Affleck movies. Daredevil director's cut is two letter yeah. grades better than the movie, and then I Justice League. I I think Justice League is is it goes from like a C minus to an A. I want to give you guys some trivia that you will, will not know. Um, Effervescence. Yeah, no, when I was on for <laughs> for the the day that the, the some of the audience might know this, but the day that the Ben Affleck as Batman news broke, we were on Schmoes, yeah, and we had a very special guest call in to give their thoughts about what had just happened. Oh, and they were in New York. It was raining, and they were on a on a call, I don't know. I don't. It may even been a payphone, um, but I don't think it was a payphone. But it was. But it was. It was Super in man. the rain. It was in the rain. Holland Farrell and phone booth. <laughs> no, but, but someone would call, and we talked to this person for a good fifteen, twenty minutes, maybe even longer. And it was the first time that they were ever on the show talking about Ben Affleck. Uh, it's relevant wow. to today's show. I'll tell you that. Wasn't James Gunn? No. Okay, relevant to today's show. Was it? There's no way it would be Zachary Levi. It was Zachary Levi. What? Yeah, it was, it was Zachary wow. Levi. Yeah, Zachary That's Levi was on funny. That makes sense. I, yeah, that that you, tracks timing yeah, was. If you go back to if you go back to that, he was his it was his first it was the first take that he ever gave on Beth was on the phone on a show. And then he came in and then he was on the show a few times after that in person. But um but yeah, so it was just kind of random trivia. That's funny. Anyway. Yeah, he was a big part of the space back then. Yeah, like yeah. It was yeah. I, I miss I miss like when the movies and us got to interact more linearly. Like I feel like there's a yeah. lot of different like parameters or everything now, but like when the nerd culture was coming up and it was still like underground, it was such a different conversation. Oh, 100%. Like but, and um, that's why I'm saying about James Gunn, like I feel like a lot of people like I've been saying this since he got announced. I think he's got his finger on the pulse because he was in that space with us coming up in yeah. a way that it wasn't removed like these suits are. And I think that as bad as this quote sounds from Affleck, it's about the trauma of what Affleck went through more than what James Gunn is doing. So I think a lot of the people that are gun detractors are going to be like, see, Affleck wasn't interested, but he's clearly like, I went through some stuff. I think it's it didn't a matter what Gunn said. 
Uh, I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah? Uh, yeah, because I, I think it does matter a bit what Gunn says, because I think that when you're sitting in that room, if you're Ben Affleck going, all right, because he's taking the meeting. Sure. So because if, he, if it was completely, if it, if it was, if it was a doesn't matter what he says, he wouldn't even take the meeting. Mm. If he was taking the meeting and he's sitting down and he's going, listening to him going, yeah, this is, I don't want to do this. Like, I, I see, I see what he's saying and he's trying to do like, you know, his own kind of idea of connected universe and he wants me to do this and I have no interest relating sure. it back to that trauma, but just going, yeah, I'm good. And then J-Lo going, we don't, we don't, we're good. The bank account's good. I, you know what also be really funny about that is if it was a situation where he already felt some type of way, I can totally see as, as any good partner will do, but like any good woman on your side, the minute it's like, maybe they came to me with the, uh-uh, put him on the phone right now. <laughs> he ain't doing it. He's not doing it. He right. ain't going to no, do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to let you, I mean, and you're not, but as much as you're, Kidding and serious at the same time, like you know, it's not a, be surprised. A hundred percent. Why? Like, spot, man. My wife would if I was in a place where, like, if again, and this is again, I I make it very very clear that it is nothing against the you know the the, the especially the people who are there now because they're all different. But like, if if Clyder called me up today and was like, "Hey, we're going to reboot Clyder Live. We want you to come back. We got you to do this. We have money. We want to reboot the whole show." My wife would be like, "No way." Yeah, You're not I can't doing believe it. it was that bad. Like I, you tell you tell me how much you really if, just don't. If like If I it could at this point. remove anything from my life in my career, it would be that show. I, wow. would, I would put it in the toilet can, and flush it down. Can I tell you then what's what's really impressive about you is that from all those times because I'm assuming around the time when I started showing up, you were already past like I'm over this issue. You got to remember that during that time in not too professional, I had to freak out an air. Remember, I got in trouble for it. Um, but but you know the but the whole Mostly point with but with but with all of that, the reason why, and again, this is as we were talking about in the beginning of the show, the whole reason that you talk to people, you don't hold it in, you don't do all mm. that because because look at him, you know, I'm, I'm trying, comparing myself to Ben Affleck, but just saying in circumstances like that, I guess it is Turned comparable. Things, yeah, yeah, because I, at that time in July of 2018, Schnepp passes away. Right. Mm. Three and a half weeks later, my brother passes away. I carried a year of not talking to anyone yeah. mm-hmm. and doing all these things. And then plus, I did not, I mean, the people I worked with on the show were, were, were great. I had good good times with them too. But I did not feel like the show, myself, any of my co-hosts were appreciated on the show yeah. at all. Yeah. And I carried it for a while and I carried it for a long time. And like I said, I took it into work with me that day and, and I paid for it. But it's like, but that's the type of thing. Would I want to go back to that? No. Does he want to go back to that thing that when he wakes up and he thinks about, like he said, he was thinking about jumping out of a window. Yeah, Instead, yeah. he drowned himself but, in the bottom. And look at Affleck's career when he had to take breaks because of drinking. And, like, I uh, – this this episode, I think, airs on St. Patrick's Day. I like alcohol, but I also see the slippery slope of it. And Affleck's been one of the biggest faces of that going awry yeah. without it being tragic. Like, yeah, he's been a guy that's been public about it, and he's also been a guy that, like – if you look at Candids of Affleck, mm. the man looks broken a lot when he's drinking, mm. and I'm just – so glad to see him healthy i'm so yeah. glad to see him happy and it was like we talked about with the rock thing like i was worried about the rock like as the dude right like the man himself right. and there was a darkness on his instagram i'm afraid like affleck going back and even hearing batman could lead to that well, because the other thing is too with work wise right you don't we don't know his we don't know his whole entire um relationship with with jalen how long they're they're apart from each other right too like you said mm, two, years two years being apart life. if it's that strong because a lot of times, like the, uh, there's strong people in your life that help you and everything too. And if you're not around those people, and you know, not, not saying the guy's not strong and can't can't handle it, but two years being away and doing all these things, traveling and inside of this type of machine again. Yeah. If you're him, you're going. No, I'm good. I, yeah. I understand it. I do get it. I just it it just the thing that to me is him going so candidly going. I don't like what they're doing. It's yeah. it was it wasn't him saying. 
that's not where I want to be anymore. Yeah. It's him going, I don't like what they're doing. Right. This is the one time, because I still I, I am on the mind that I think, I like that James Gunn is so candid and out there on Twitter, but I still think sometimes it's too much because I think that he's going mental wise. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know how he does it. He, he, he loves to do it, but he does. I think. But this is the time. Where is he on this? Yeah, like, I want to hear yeah. this. Like yeah, yeah. this is where I want to hear James Gunn go. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. He just said this. True, false. Like this is when James Gunn don't 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 respond to you know Fart Fest seventy three. Who's like <laughs> who's going? Oh, you don't know what you're doing. That's a lie. Great, we know that guy's lying. What about what's going on with Affleck? That's what I want to see James Gunn respond to. Uh, well, speaking of that, the story I want to talk about. Yeah, let's uh, do it. James Gunn is officially directing Superman as well as writing it, and I think the way he delivered this news as well as the news itself is pretty delightful uh, and heartfelt and exactly Superman. So I definitely want to talk about this. Yeah, go ahead. It's, I, okay, I didn't know if we were uh, getting a graphic. Uh, so basically, wait, James take Gunn. Take a pause because I'm going to edit it. it. There will be a graphic. Oh, okay. Really? Hold on. So basically, James Gunn took to Instagram the day after the Shazam premiere, which I really enjoyed the fact that he didn't make this someone's news story at Shazam. He made it his narrative and confirmed that he is, in fact, directing Superman. So about a week ago, Tom King, one of my favorite writers, the guy that's writing Supergirl, the Woman of Tomorrow comic, as well as seemingly the movie, said, yeah, James Gunn's directing it. And then the word got out and everybody was like, I think that's happening. But he hadn't been officially confirmed yet until this Instagram article. But what he said was really beautiful that it's due out on... July 11th, uh, I believe it is, 2025. And his brother, James Gunn's brother, pointed out that that's the day, uh, his father's birthday. So he didn't feel a connection to the script until he realized this was coming out on the day of his father's birthday and he lost his dad like three years ago. Mm. And that basically he saw in Superman the Kryptonian raising and the Kansas raising and how that made him connect to the character. Mm -hmm. And so years ago when he got offered Superman, he never found his way in. He never saw his eyeline into the character. And I honestly really respect a director being so forthcoming with like, no, no, it's not for me. I can't see that thing. I can write it. I can do whatever. But then in writing it plus that moment, he was able to connect the character in a new way. That's good. And like tragedy can can connect you to things. And if you can see the humanity in Superman, the reason Superman's so hard to write is because finding the human connection to a character that's that super is so hard. If you find the human connection to you personally to that level, I have never been more excited for a Superman movie than a director and a writer going, and in that moment I connected to my father who passed with this character, and now I know my way into the character. That is exactly what I want to hear from a director. So yesterday when I was, or two days ago, I guess when I was live streaming, one of our um, patrons, uh, Darian, was like, he had sent me that story, and he's like, he's like, hey, you know, he says it's going to be this. And I said, I, I, are you excited about it? And I said, well, I don't know yet if... I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what the take is going to be, and I'm I'm excited to, because Superman is my favorite out of all. Mm-hmm. Superman's my favorite because, but I, yeah, I want to like because my dad when he took me like Superman one, Superman two, the Donner you. movies. That's okay. to me, those are still. I mean, obviously because of my connection to him, some of my favorite. Like Superman two, still one of my favorite comic book movies of all time. And um, Donner cut. Did you watch the Donner cut yet? Not yet. Oh, I'm saving dude, it. You got to watch the Donner cut. Um, anyway, you should. Are you doing that for real rejects? I, th- uh, I did the first one. I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, if you're not, I love you. I love you to do. Because I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to you to do. I'll watch the Donner cut with oh, you. Oh, that'd be so much fun, man! We can I'd do, love to like, hear your actual, take on it. I would love to watch the Donner cut because Donner, yeah, it's a whole other conversation. But um, but anyway, Superman and him doing that um that that movie to watch what you're saying the way that they're breaking it between the connection to it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Are you? Yeah, I, I mean, I I really like James Gunn as a director. Mm-hmm. So any opportunity to see him got like helmet again, that's the one thing I was a little concerned about with him becoming an exec is, yeah. is we were going to lose that creative side of him. 
Clearly um, not. But clearly yeah, not. Yeah. You know, the fact that he went from not only I'm writing this, but now I'm directing it as well. Uh, the only thing that makes me a baby bit nervous, but that's why you have a co-CEO, is that mm-hmm. if you get too caught up in your own project, that you're going to let other things kind of slip through the cracks. But I think... Again, you bring in a co-CEO to already kind of lay this out. Okay, I'll handle this one. So in that t- period of time, I'm obviously yeah, here, but I like, take it and I'll yeah. focus on this. He's know? also on that 25-hour The Rock work day because he's on Twitter. He's doing the movie. He's Which writing his well, You know what he's doing, though, also, is I remember it's – I think I guess like last time I was wrong, I said it was a three-year deal, but I guess it's a four-year deal that, okay. that they have. And um, so – He's utilizing that time right now. Yeah. I mean, he is. we don't know if he's going to be at this speed for the remain. Let's say it. if it's a 10-year deal event, eventually. He'll have to back off. He's probably going to back out. But if he's yeah. like, look, I have four years. Right. And I'm going to I'm gonna approach it, you know. At, and, and the good news is that his wife is in the DCU. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can work with your wife. It's his wife or his wife. girlfriend. I don't know if it's his wife. wife. They got married this year. Okay, they got married this year. So, who, so who is she? She's the, the, the from Peacemaker. From Peacemaker. Da, 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 da. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, she's great, and she's and well, she yeah. So I don't want to give anything. Away. But um, but she's yeah. She's been and she was in she was in Black Adam too in the in the post credit scene mm-hmm. of Black Adam. Mm-hmm. But she um, but anyway, she is um, not going to say hey. Why don't you Stop doing that thing she's we gonna, do she's for? She's going to go. Hey, can you fit me into this one? Uh, which I understand. Um, but anyway, like the the this is um, this is a good good I move for him to delivery. do. With this I thought it was really beautiful that we live in an age where you know headlines. He's I love the disruption he is of yeah. fake news. Yeah. I love how much he's like that's Stop not real. This. That's not real. Stop this. And even like recently, the most recent one I saw, I think yesterday so today's going this airs is there's this uh, great twitter called the art of batman that goes mm. into the art of things and it was saying that batman can't appear in the penguin show because oh, of licensing that. issues right. he said no. and he literally said no and then he clarified why he said no and even little moments like that just allow for less clickbaity articles and that wasn't necessarily no? clickbait because he was saying uh, it's not a licensing issue he's not saying that he's in it but it is, it's not a licensing issue so that does allow us to know that clears the way for batman tv which is good for the growing dcu but james gunn doing that i think is really good to get rid of clickbait bait which is an entire market that makes our job harder yeah because not only does it make us look bad when there's something wrong but it also makes us have to compete with people that can lie right so i love that james gunn is that forthright and he's also being this heartfelt to deliver the story and the news his way not someone going like hey you're directing superman on the shazam red carpet because that would have undermined shazam and made a less right. exciting story Well, that's why i want to see him address this affleck thing but Fair. And also, Affleck directing uh, those smaller movies, I think, is better for us than him doing Batman. Two years on Batman or four small movies, I yeah. think, is better for art. Yeah, I'll tell you what's better for you if you get yourself some of that Manscaped. That's right. <laughs> Manscaped. Manscaped is back, baby. We love Manscaped. And they are the best. Manscaped is now selling beard products. That's right. You know that. I told you about it. That beard hedger, man, I love it. It's amazing. Brett stole mine, but I got my own. It's great. You're going to shape your beard. Manscaped, you can do it. You got to uh, go on over to manscaped.com. Use that code big thing. Get 20% off for free shipping. Tame your mane. You don't want that weird beard. It's amazing. I love it. It's got a titanium-coated tea blade. It's awesome. There's beard shampoo and conditioner. It's like Christmas. It's so awesome. It's got beard oil, beard balm. It's got, it, it, like They knew exactly what to do by creating this thing. It's a, I mean, it's... It's like Skynet created this thing. It's so good. It's it's how they have come up with this technology to make it so wonderful on that beard. I don't know. And Miles Dyson working over there. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with free gifts. Three of them. Beard brush, a comb, and scissors. So people who want to get their beard looking nice, that's how you do it. 20% off, free shipping. Use that code BIGTHING. 
at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. But use that code big thing. Manscaped Beard Hedger. It's one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Once again, thank you to our friends over at Manscaped. Use that code, man, manscaped.com slash big thing. It's important. It's important. And you help out the show tremendously. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip over now and I'm gonna I, I gotta get to this. I don't know what this is all about. But it started with Zack Snyder teasing Dark Side. Now everyone's like, well, he's doing this thing now in Netflix. Who knows if this is true? Dark Side. Director Zack Snyder sends a sends speculation into overdrive with a cryptic dark side tease. Well, this came out of nowhere. Again, for comic book movie. Justice League director Zack Snyder has shared a cryptic incoming transmission featuring the voice of the villainous Darkseid. What could it mean? Justice League and Batman v Superman director Zack Snyder has taken to Twitter to share a cryptic video, and fans are convinced that it has something to do with the return of the Snyderverse. To be fair, it is easy enough to see how people would jump to that conclusion. The incoming transmission is only 15 seconds long, but it features the the voice of the Snyder Cut villain Darkseid as he tells listeners to save the date, 28th, 29th, and 30th of April. So he just says full circle. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what this, what says we can play this. Oh, let me turn it down a little bit. Sorry, everybody. This is the actual, I haven't heard this. Have you guys heard of this yet? Mm-mm. I've been fascinated yeah, by this. I yeah, I heard April 28th, 29th, and 30th. Save the date. Hmm. Okay. And this clearly has something to do with the Snyder's DC Comics-based work, but it, could it really be teasing the filmmakers' return to the DCU for new projects? It's one possibility, but there are other... Uh, excuse me, there are several others, re- including the return of the Snyder Con and a theatrical release of his director's cut of Justice League. Warner Brothers... Brass made it clear that the Snyderverse was over after the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League, but maybe the current management had been more receptive to the idea somehow. DC Studios co-head James Gunn has previously confirmed that he's spoken to Snyder about the DCU slate, so maybe they have decided to collaborate. If so, expect Gunn to weigh in sometime. And let's see, there's, I'm going to actually couple up and go to this next story also because Snyder, because we'll talk about both of these things. Snyder also talked about Henry Cavill. Following yesterday's mysterious teaser video, Justice League Zack Snyder has taken to Vero to share a pretty big hint about what he has store next month. Yesterday, Justice League and Batman v Superman director Zack Snyder shared a cryptic video featuring Darkseid, sending speculation into overdrive. Some had hoped that this might be teasing the Snyderverse, and the filmmaker has all but confirmed his plans with a new post. The incoming transmission told us to save the date, and this shot of Henry Cavill Superman also lists Snyder's DCEU movies, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. We're going to assume that these films will be returning to theaters for a limited run on those three dates next month. So they give you so some. It's, there's a picture of Henry Cavill and it says Return to the Cycle. Some fans will seem to be holding out hope that this is a new DCU project for Snyder on the horizon, but it's time to let go of the Snyderverse for good. This is what uh, this is what comic book movie says. Warner Brothers made it clear they had no interest, yada, yada, yada. And do you think if this is the case, will you see these films in the theaters? All right, so we got that tease, and then I think that they probably, this is what I think happened. I think he put this tease out with all the little uh, dates and everything, too, for, for Darkseid saying, mm-hmm. come check this out. And 
And you're like, well, what is it? What is it? What is it? And everyone starts talking. And then whether it's James Gunn or somebody's like, hey, Zach, do me a favor. Post something else just to give it a hint to let you know so we don't have to go through this. And, he, and because Snyder and, and Gunn are tight. Yeah. So I think he's like, hey, no, no problem. So he's just, I'm just letting people know. Because probably some kind of deal that Snyder's going to see some more, more money this comes out. And then we'll see what kind of reaction it gets. I think this is 100%. They're putting these movies back in theaters. I think that they're going to get – they're giving the, the – the Snyderverse fans an opportunity to see them in the theater mm-hmm. again and see the Snyder cut the in the theater. Time. And that's it. That's what I think. What do you think? I think it's all profit. Movies are done. Uh, yeah. I think it's a smart move on Warner Brothers' part if they're trying to keep in good graces of all the fans. I think it's a good opportunity to kind of beta test how popular they still are because we had some really tricky things with like um, bot farming where it was like, this is really popular, not as popular as we thought. Ticket Morbius. sales are going to show. You were telling yeah. me Morbius, yeah. It's going to show the reality. He loves that story. He really does. <laughs> it's like he loves it's like a meme <laughs> came to life. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I, I, it's it's purely from the standpoint of, did you ever do something to your parents, like like a phrase or a prank, that they just truly don't, don't get, get it? Yeah, yeah. So it was like, for me, it was like Chappelle on Chappelle's show when he was talking about when uh, they started saying Skeet on the radio. He's yeah. Like, well, it's like, the thing about Skeet is white people don't know what it means yet. So they'd be like, ah, oh, Skeet, Skeet, Skeet. Oh my God, what have we done? Like, that's what happened. I went with Morbius. They were like, it's Morbin time, guys. We got to put it back. <laughs> yeah, and, they put, and then they put it in the theater and it ate a pile of duty. But that's what I think, Snyder. Like, this might be that. Like, we're going to see if the fans are as vocal. So I think anyone that's a giant Snyder fan should go see it in theaters. I also am excited about the idea of the Snyder Cup, but what's a four-hour movie theater experience? Like, that's Ugh. it never aired that. There's a reason it was in pieces at home. Intermission. Have to. Have to. I, I, dude, there was no theater-going experience. Live theater that don't have no intermission. If you're going to do four hours, then give it to me in two and say we're going to take a 10, 15-minute break so I can go pee and get some more snacks. And if it's and only those again. three days, is it is it a marathon of, yeah. like, one a day? Is it all of them back-to-back? Like, right. what is this? Is it still available on HBO Max? Uh, I feel like it is, right? It has to I think be. Like, yeah, I well, think no, I don't know if it has. I mean, it. yeah, I mean, true. I don't know. Because um, that was their set. Like, they pitched to get well, HBO Max it. It to HBO go. Max. But, yeah, it, but, I, I but, we, we all, but we all think, though, by the way, it's theatrical. this is all just theatrical. There's no – because the other the – other, Hail Mary outside thing was that, you know, they saw that it was going around that take it to Netflix, do this for Netflix, right? Mm. Now, the only way that I could potentially see that happening, which I don't think is going to be very clear, I don't think that's going to happen, but the only way I could see that happening is Zaslav saying this. All right, we still, we're, we're still in the hole. Mm. We need some money. You know what? Remember what uh, Marvel did with Sony? So here's what we're going to do we're going to we'll reach out to Netflix. We're going to make a deal with Netflix for a certain amount of years. And we're going to say, hey, we'll make a deal with you that for Snyder and Snyder only, you know, we're going to give you a uh, license to these characters. As long as you make movies with him and those movies go with him and the Snyderverse continues over there, we will license that stuff out to you. It's a dangerous game, but also... Super dangerous game. Do I think it's going to happen? Slim to none. But here's 1%. The, yeah, I'm just saying. about 1%. 1%. A big 1% of, yeah. of emotion. But yeah. here, here's my other thing. We just talked about how Ben Affleck is like, done, done. Do you think that, that he would willingly come back to be, roll with... Even though he remember said he, he likes what happened. Remember what, he, remember what he said in his comment. He said he doesn't like the direction that they were that he, that Gunn was going in. Absolutely. But, but, but I also know from the standpoint of... He seems to really be a big Zack Snyder guy. Affleck. He is. He definitely is. And he said he did appreciate what Zach was able to kind of yeah, go and back to the from, from with them bottom too. to the top. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand that. But knowing full well 
what that potentially means as far as like the the, the drinking hole he was in. We just read about it, all that kind of stuff. But, I, but again, he was in a drinking hole because of Whedon and, and not it wasn't the Snyder stuff. It was because he came back for Snyder. And yeah. again, it's not the it's it's. But that's that would be a separate thing altogether. That 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 is a task on yeah. itself, but it's yeah. not the task. Sure. The task is it's saying how do you there. figure out between Warner Brothers and and Netflix? The answer is it's not going to happen. But if it did. It would be a way for Warner Brothers to profit. It would be the other reason that I wouldn't do it if I was Warner Brothers because when you're, tr- it's it's confusing, mm. and it also if I'm James Gunn going what you don't trust what we're going to do. It shows a lack of confidence yeah. in the new guard yeah. if right. you're leaning on the old guard. I think there's a definitely profit to be unless made. unless you're licensing Maybe. it though. Well, unless look at the Batman it. animated series. Amazon just picked it up. Remember right. they dropped it on HBO. They just picked it up like with that amazing roster over on Amazon. So now Amazon, if you look at Amazon, it's actually like the most stacked animated. Like market, right. like they because they got invincible, they got that, they got mm-hmm. all these things. So I could see Netflix being like, "Hey, let's make long form stuff. Let's make another Snyder cut. Let's yeah. make four hour things." Right. It would be impossible to do because with stars that big trying to keep their stuff under wraps would be the, the, the people would be like, well, "Why aren't you available for X, Y, and Z?" But the only way I could see this happening is that if you're letting the DCU get its lift off. And this Snyder stuff at Netflix was happening on the low low, mm. and then you find out like a. Uh, couple months before it's supposed to drop hey guess what we've actually done as part of an elseworlds over here at netflix but you would literally have to do it in complete silence yeah. because you would be undercutting yeah, no, it's, yourself. it's it's too confusing it's too confusing but so i i think and and what's also going to be a massive indication of what snyder wants to do is the question of what is his movie comes out in december yeah on netflix that's what i thought this was it said incoming message from dark side i thought it's because ray porter is in Rebel Moon. Yeah. I literally thought it was like the actor that plays Dark Side has something to say. And then Rebel, we had three dates and I was like, ah. Rebel Moon can be an absolute game changer so for Zack Snyder. That, dude. Like an absolute game changer for him. Let him have his own IP. I would rather well, Zack Snyder I mean. play in his own sandbox than have to share. Because if Zack Snyder can create his own universe out of Rebel Moon and it turns out to be a massive hit and you can make TV shows out mm-hmm. of it, and you can make spinoff movies out of it, you can do all that. Why would he need to go back? I mean, yeah. I, I know that the that it's blasphemy to say inside of the Snyderverse fans, but it's like... If he creates this whole thing, that's the other question that I have, though, too. And it's the one that I always wonder about. I know that, you know, it, it, it's sometimes there, there are different scales, I think, of, of, of fandom in general, right? So there's a, there's a scale of the fan that is a DC fan, but inside of the DC fan also became big Snyder fans and liked his vision of it and believed that he truly was the one to give their, what they always envisioned it and what they saw, they loved it and they embraced him for it. And, there, and there's that. And so they still love DC, but they don't like the James Gunn stuff. They don't like stuff. They liked what Snyder's doing, but they're still DC fans. But then there's people who just are like ride or die Snyder, whatever. Mm. But why aren't they following him over to his other stuff? That's what that's I think question. is that. That's why I think this is a good test because what is the Snyder fandom right. actually doing? Is it a Snyder fandom or is it because they seem to be like Snyder, ride or die Snyder? This is good. that's why I say Rebel Moon, Rebel Moon is so big because mm-hmm. if they are these ride or die Snyder fans, then that movie should have astronomical numbers when it debuts on Netflix, and it really should. And it's like so, and it, and it's because it doesn't seem to be what I was always going to say is because you look at like like Robert Downey Jr. when Robert Downey Jr. did um, the Judge, right? Didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that wasn't the Judge pre MCU? No. no. It was, it was the first after. thing he produced way under after. his new banner yeah, in the MCU. Yeah, it was nominated. And Robert Duvall got nominated for an Oscar for that movie. But no, I remember but, that. that but, oh, wow. yeah, it was. After. Yeah, that was after I think Iron Man three. Like yeah, it was. Just deep. A but shame. there was a I couple. But movie. there were a couple movies that he did that they didn't follow him over there. But do didn't little. have the kind of social kind of yeah, do little. <laughs> right, it's true. But he didn't have. <laughs> they wanted to make that a franchise. Like, <laughs> right, but they didn't have that kind of social. You know. 
I shouldn't say following because he's got a big following, but like that, the kind of the passion that the Snyder fans have, right? Also, so the different. internet doesn't translate to ticket sales. I'm very excited no, for the I day know, that TikTok is not the barometer by which they choose what fame is. I'm very excited for the day they realize that. You do realize that that day is never coming, right? Because they said the same thing about Vine, and then yeah, it, Vine, Vine died. No, no, I understand that, and I'm not saying that TikTok won't. I'm saying this, I, they they keep Find falling for the else. trap, but right? it's because they want the numbers. Because suits right. like to go, that's a number, and right. they feel comfortable right. with that. And I'm saying that's a trap. Look, remember Fred. Remember Fred from YouTube? Fred, see, exactly, nobody remembers Fred. What? Fred, Fred was the biggest YouTuber ever. He was this kid who did this like high pitched voice, and he's the biggest. They gave him his own series. They gave him his own movie, and the movie tanked. And it was like because it's like it doesn't always it doesn't tra- translate. It doesn't like, translate. It's over. like when you have a podcast that doesn't mean people are going to go to your YouTube because right. it's a, it's a different medium. It's a different format. Like sure. I think Mr. Beast is fantastic. If he's in a movie, I'm not seeing it because he's in it. But it's also why going back to what we just talked about with social media, it's like the bubble itself is like even though social media is loud, yeah, it doesn't speak for the majority of the audience. There's tons of stuff that were big social media stories that the average person doesn't know anything about and if i brought up like when i was at um my when i was at my dinner and drinks with friends from new york and queens and my family in queens we were all and i was talking about how they didn't give a crap about the oscars and i sent you guys though too after reading about it was so funny your text out of nowhere because i was literally on the plane i was i was (laughs) i was so enjoying like the world's talking about movies for once and then i get this text from christian like it doesn't need to be and i was like what a different night we're having 100 (laughs) i think it was and again it was a different conversation it was a good show but it showed i mean even the ratings were up 12 percent, and it's one of the lowest rating shows of all time on on the oscars It, it nobody cares about i mean well i care yeah you're in the movie bubble uh, i care i'm in the movie bubble that's sure. what i'm saying it's a different my, world that's what i mean so i'm talking like a lot of my the people that i was there didn't even know that the movie that the oscars were on didn't know any of the movies that were even nominated those same people if i brought up at that conversation about the snyderverse they're like what are you talking about like they like everyone, everyone knows about the snyderverse no they don't everybody knows about what's going on with dc nobody knows everybody it's, knows what's going on with marvel everybody knows that the new there's a new avengers movie coming out no they don't it's 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 specifically i mean it, you go, go go across all social media but it's specifically twitter it's very funny yes i hate how, it i wish it goes how, away forever how it's specific it's the worst. specifically from the standpoint <laughs> of like for example Yellowstone is the, I don't know if y'all knew this, is the most watched TV show in like the last decade. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Had how no idea. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, but like that's Sopranos because. Level. They, wow. It's it's even oh, higher. Perfect. <laughs> hey, what, I'd like to be Sopranos level too. Thanks. Yeah. But, I, but, but I didn't realize this. And I, it was a news report that came out where it's like, we have this idea. Those that are on Twitter or on like TikTok is doing well for itself. But even that. You think that it's as big as it is, and to a certain point, sure it is. But mm. Twitter in particular is like nothing. So when you think, oh, everyone, like you said, is talking about the Snyderverse. No, they're not. Grandpa's watching the effing Yellowstone right. and loving it, and right. he just talks about it with his home. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't have impact. It certainly does. It certainly has impact, and it certainly does things, and it certainly has, you know, clearly that social media was the reason that the, the that this, this Snyderverse cut was put on to, and, and you can use social media for great. Social media is a great marketing tool, and you are going to hit a good majority, but it's not as – because. It's like when I used to say to Roxy, Roxy would say, like, I remember when we would do, when we were doing Clara Love, she'd be like, and she talks about it all the time, so I'm not throwing her to the bus. She used to go like, well, everybody's talking about it. I go, who's everybody? Yeah. And she's like, I saw a couple of people on Twitter talking about it. I'm like, that's not everybody. When you look at a tr- Twitter trend that it's like 1,300 tweets and you're like, that's not 
That's no, not a not. lot. It that's like seems, yeah. It's, it seems like you know because you see like it's the same thing. We've all done it. We said hold on. There's, there's a couple of converse like comments that are coming through a video, and you see four that say I don't like Winston, but everyone else says that they right. do. You're you like remember no, those man, four. they don't like me. It's like four people, and it's just because they maybe said it a little louder or put it in all caps, right? Or said, or, or maybe we're a little more creative. And there's in the way ten thousand views, right. so those or, four are nothing, right? Or, or it, it's it's the idea of it, it's that uh, bias that happens where like if all of us if you're like man. You know, I, I'm thinking I'm gonna get a new car. Maybe I'll get a, a Nissan Altima. You see, and all of a sudden everywhere. you see every right, Altima. Right. But the truth is, you probably They're saw probably seven, there. and right. they were and always there. It. But you're just you're looking for that. Exactly. Bias. Well, psychology is pattern based, so we right. need to have that to understand yeah. concepts. So yeah. I think the Snyder thing is really interesting because it changed the way the studios look at the internet. But he hasn't had a movie. I mean, the Netflix uh, zombie things did well, but they didn't do like astronomical. No, that's why well. I'm rooting for this rebel because I've been being a sci-fi thing, and I really like his style when it comes out. So, and I think that the, for, we were just talking about before him be, uh, his director's cut of batman v superman mm-hmm. uh, and the center, uh, significantly better now i th- i still think they were you know, the fact that they had to be so long in order to do it i think for because of streaming now that's why i think that that, that that's why he should live on netflix works. that's why he should live on netflix i think it's a perfect you, medium for you, him. you can do that and you can be as you can, it can be as long as you want you yep. can set up this this whole thing you can take an in intervals if you need to i'm excited for a new like a new ip i think we need it yeah. i think especially science fiction if it plays out so that's why i'm anyway. excited for air because i I want new original content, even though that's a biopic and whatnot. Is, but but I, yeah. it's original to us as a market. A but Netflix movie, needs yeah. to actually buy theaters and release if people want to see it. In a I theater. think all studios needs to buy movies. I 100 agree. I think that that was that was one of the because that that rule was off the table a couple of years ago where mm-hmm. they couldn't buy them. I think, and I know that in no world would Regal and AMC want that to happen, but I think it would make so much more Competition. sense if if Disney bought their own theaters and Warner Brothers brought their own theaters, and, and then it's just like, okay, I'm going to the Warner Brothers lot, the Warner Brothers theater tonight to go watch uh, the Flash. I'm going to ten bucks for Disney Plus, fifteen bucks yeah. to have a subscription to the theater too. It, that's it. It's, it's right it's, there. Yeah. And the reason why you do it is from the standpoint of the, why does. The Snyder Cut never really get a theatrical release, minus a limited run, if that's what's going to happen. Theaters make money because of turnover. They yeah. love 90-minute movies because that means you can sell that many more and tickets. Concessions. And set. Well, exactly. Yeah. You need turnover. Yeah, but, so if, if but, it's a four-hour movie, no one, especially if you don't want to miss a minute of it, you're not running out to go get another pizza. Tr- totally, just, right? But imagine like if you're going to like, you know, you go into a Warner Brothers theater and there's all this stuff for, for yep. DC everywhere and there's stuff for their movies that they made mm-hmm. in the past and it's like these big kind like of theatrical things. Yeah, but then like the money that they would spend – to for the theatrical release and the money that would go to the theaters now goes to them and then they sell and they make the profit off of the you know yep. also the the concessions again and the a- gift shop AMC and Regal's like shut don't your mouth don't take that right don't you do yeah. it but that competition will help them do better just like any competition well, makes the market the strong studios should bury them supposed to but the, the studios, studios would bury them, them. Because, oh yeah absolutely because think about it would you rather go and see uh, Batman Brave and the Bold mm. at AMC or would you or rather Warner go see it at the with... Warner Brothers which then on top of that is going to have the, the they'll have more access mm. to said costuming you'll have more special access events. to special events yeah. to d- directors Q&As all that kind of stuff you're going to set yourself up for that not yeah. AMC and now they're freaking out well I just think we came up with a great idea so much of a great idea that I would almost say boom they're back everybody boom studios and Koi teased it on the entire show what we're talking about here today and I've been waiting for this. Yes. I have been waiting for this since since we partnered up with Boom. I am pumped. This week, the Immortal Saga ends. That's right. Keanu Reeves' groundbreaking series, Berserker. It began almost exactly two years ago, and it was an instant phenomenon, becoming the highest-ordered original comic book in 30 years. 
The series follows an immortal warrior cursed to violence as he carves a bloody path through history in search of answers to the mystery of his own existence and how to end it. Now, 12 issues later, the epic story is coming to a close with its final issue, and it's written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent. And the art is also by Rob Garney. In addition to an incredible main cover by Ron Ron Garney, excuse me, fans can celebrate the Milestone Comics event with stunning variant covers by Matt uh, Matt Kent, Alex Malev, Boss Logic. I love Boss Logic. That's amazing. That's dope, uh, well, no, oh, he's a great artist. Yeah, he's too, great. Jerome uh, Opina, Raphael uh, Grandpa, and more. The new issue is available now at your local comic shop, and you can catch up with the series so far with the Berserker Volume 1 and 2 collections out now wherever books are sold. Issue number 12 will bring the main series to an epic conclusion, but the Immortal Saga will live on with several special one-shot issues beginning this summer. The universe of Berserker will also soon expand into other mediums with an official novel announced at last year's San Diego Comic-Con. Hey, I know who was there when that happened. <laughs> and a Netflix live-action film, an anime series in development at Netflix. Wow, this is awesome. So I'm not even going to start because Koi was the one who na- narrated the whole panel. Go ahead, have a blast. <laughs> okay, to me, it's so cool to see a news brief that I like got to do. Uh, Berserker means so much to me because I was there at the beginning, and this is something that I loved so loudly that the creators heard, and that just feels... We were talking about the internet and like scaling it linearly and how rare that is. This is that moment where I got to love something so much that the people that heard my love were like, hey, this guy loves the thing. This is uh, like my pride and joy, and I literally saved it until today to wear it. This is the second time I've ever worn it. Minus his capes and cowls sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> Look There's at a, this. That's great. That's pretty awesome. That's so great. the book is genius. This is a trad more piece on my back, and the artists they've chosen for the variant covers are all incredible. Uh, Raphael did the original cover for Berserker number one. Ron Garney does the main covers in the interior art, and they're two of my favorite artists, Hard Stop. Ron Garney, it's funny, my dad doesn't care about celebrity at all, so, like, he was excited because he likes The Matrix and stuff, but he was like, Ron Garney's there, because we're both huge Ron Garney fans. So, what's cool about comic books is the medium is, like we were saying, people have different loves and different things. Berserker brings all that together. Matt Kent has so many incredible books. Keanu Reeves has so many movie fans. Ron Garney is a legend in comic books. What they did with this series, they brought that all together, and the way Berserker's being told, he's an immortal. He, He lives through thousands 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 of years. So this is one through twelve in one part of his life. The movie's gonna adapt a different part of the life. It's not adapting the comic series, mm. it's adapting a different saga of Berserker. The anime, different. The novel, different. Yeah. So you can watch all of them. You can read all of them and get different stories in all the ways. Huh. So this is issue 12 of this journey with Berserker. Everything you see going forward is going to be brand new and different. They're not adapting anything. They're telling different stories. Interesting. So I highly recommend you check out 1 through 12. See if it's your jam. Collected, there is 1 through 8 in the two volumes. It's 1 through 4 and then 5 through 8. I like them better as individual issues because to me it feels more epic to, to like live through one at a time and kind of breathe it in. And 12 is enormous. It is a double-sized issue. It is so great. I loved all the covers. It is, I'm so happy for Parker. Talk, talk about, talk about your experiences, uh, really guiding your life. Right. I am not surprised by the fact that one of my favorite elements of the matrix is the matrix is when they dropped not only the video game into the matrix, but the animatrix. Like, Oh, the, that was the, animatrix. Like, was amazing. Animatrix was incredible. I have no doubt in my mind that Keanu, as he was going through with Boom on this, was like, you know what was really cool was the fact that we continued to tell the story in different facets, and they probably saw that and go, cool, let's... Comics for this part of the saga, movie for this yeah. part of it. it, it once they saw it was viable, 
I think that there there that that had to have been in his mind as this is moving. And forward. I gotta say to speak to speak backstage, uh, I, I don't think I've ever actually talked about this on air. Um, Keanu Reeves. I've said is the most hands-on I've ever seen a, a celebrity comic creator. Like he mm-hmm. actually is involved very deeply. And I was so impressed by how passionate he was, but backstage we were talking and I told him, uh, so I got this berserker piece that is uh, only available in that room. And I really wanted everyone to sign it because I was like, I, all I want from this is to remember this moment. And I want like the editor in chief of boom. I want everyone to sign it. And Keanu like didn't want to deface the art oh, by signing great. it. But on top of that, I was like the only thing on my wall, I've got this one wall um, currently is Jim Starlin gave me a, an original Thanos for my birthday. Jim Starlin like sketched yeah. me Thanos and wrote happy birthday Koi on it. What do you put next to that? Like what else right. goes in that wall? Right. And I was like telling Keanu, I want this to be the other piece. And Keanu was so excited to talk about Thanos and Starlin and his passion for comics and his all these things because he's so used to talking about movies. Yeah. It was so beautiful to see the man talk about other mediums, talk about his love of anime, talk about his love of, of all these things because you see those clips of like, I love movies. But his passion for this comic was just as strong as his passion for movies. His love of anime was just as strong. And it was like different parts of his brain got to light up. And then the whole team got to share in, this is what we bring to the table. This is what Boom is. This is what all these things are. And I've never seen a company celebrate art in their own ways actually get together because some companies you've got like cubicles and you feel like right, you stay that right. way and it's really gross this was a celebration of comics That's awesome. and this book to me culminating in issue 12 feels like why we love this medium and then we get to see it expand but we never get to know what's coming next because they're not adapting they're telling more stories so berserker means more to me than i can explain and being a part of that panel meant the world and this book coming to a close is so bittersweet because i know there's more but it's also something that's been a part of my life for like two years yeah it's well, really special but it also goes back to the fact that what we were just talking about with like original ip with uh with like you know, what we we're saying with snyder Right, yeah. You have, so when you have this universe that they've got, and they've got Keanu Reeves as Berserker, and they're telling these different stories, and you could find all these different ways to do it, and they're going to have a, a, a thing with them. And then as he's still, he's has he's had the Matrix, he's had John Wick, he's had all these things, and this transition into something that he created yeah. would be very interesting and very smart for Boom to lock him up because everyone was always talking about, it. as you said, he's a big uh, comic book fan. Like, was Marvel going to get him? Were these people going to get him? Like, who's going to get him? And Boom got him. You know, and that's not to say that he's not going to do because he was going to do Constantine, he was going to do this sure. other stuff too, and now they don't know if that's going to happen again but either way we know berserker is going to happen that's mm-hmm. part of his deal so uh, anything else as far as comics go uh this week is a really interesting time because we're transitioning into dc's mm. new dawn so they're doing a lot of number ones over at dc I highly recommend the new Superman. I'm definitely enjoying Nightwing with Tom Taylor, the bringing in the Teen Titans. Uh, a lot of really interesting stuff over at DC because I feel like they're going, okay, things are cooking. Let's yeah. see what stories are going to land. So if you want to jump into comics, now's a really good time. And also something is killing the children also from boom is just accelerating in a really wonderful way, which Netflix is doing. So, Guys, comics are alive right now yeah, in right like now. a 90s way, and I'm very excited about it. And once again, thank you to our friends over at Boom, who are obviously um, sponsoring this segment and why we wanted them to, because they have stuff like this. Um, this is absolutely amazing. Check out all their stuff that, that, that Boom has. Boom Studios and Berserker. All right, we are going to wrap up in a second, but I, we, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Shazam reviews, man. They're in. Now, we've all seen it. Like, like I said, on Monday, we're going to have our full spoiler episode where we'll talk about it. But here is the the article. Shazam! Fury of the Gods arrives on Rotten Tomatoes at 69%. It's got 40-plus reviews at the moment. Uh, it probably has more since then. But the review embargo for Shazam! Part 2 has lifted earlier. And while its Rotten Tomatoes score has been fluctuating, it seems to have settled around a 69-so-so review. The review embargo for Warner Brothers and New Line Shazam! lifted earlier tonight. And the response has been pretty positive overall. It doesn't seem to 
won as many people over in 2019 as the 2019. I thought it was 2017. 19. Was it 19? Mm-hmm. All right. The movie's Rotten Tomatoes score has been fluctuating pretty wildly and doesn't help that the site is currently glitchy but has now settled in around 69 percent with 45 reviews most critics praise the movie's cast agreed sense of humor sure while nothing while noting that it doesn't quite match the first film's charm all right the more negative reviews focus on the formulaic story facts repetitive action yeah and skittles oh yeah yeah i forgot about that and it is really annoying it is really really oh i thought it was hilarious it at first and huh. then it's such a it's it's just such an ad, dude. It's such an ad. Um, it's just like a, a slap in the face ad. It's, it's like when it first started, it was funny. I was thought it was cute, yeah, but then yeah. it's like, give me a break. Uh, anyway, there's and you can check out the reviews. Um, all right, so we're gonna do a um, kind of non spoiler at the moment because we're gonna get so heavy into it on on Monday. But as I mentioned, I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. I liked the movie. I thought it was fun. I actually thought the tone was even sometimes more consistent in tone than the first one was. Mm-hmm. It did. Um, I my my biggest issues were very similar to what they had said. I did think sometimes the action was a little repetitive. Sure, yeah. I thought that the humor humor was pretty good. I thought that um, it was pretty predictable. I think yeah. you come. It's pretty formulaic, and I think that right now, if you want superhero movies to really succeed, you have to go away from the formulaic thing. Uh-huh. Didn't work with Black Adam. Might not work here with this or the way that this is tracking. So I think formulaic is not the way to go. Um, my biggest issue, as I have mentioned, I know that I am maybe in the minority, maybe not. So I think you might be on the same page. I like Zach Levi a lot. I do. I think he's really charming. I think he's. Uh, I think he's been in a lot of great stuff. Um, and I think that he's just he's a, he's a great ambassador for the genre in general. Um, I think he's overcooking it. As, as look at me, I'm a kid. Look at me! Look at me! I'm not! I'm not! I'm not 17 going into 18. I'm still 13 or 14. Right. And it you felt it because the ability, because 17, 18 years old. I wasn't thinking about candy and everything too. I was, I was thinking about to, girls. Trying to, trying to bone. Yeah, I was thinking about girls <laughs> in <laughs> college. Yeah, that's... It just, it, he does it, it, it. He plays like a little kid. He plays yeah. like almost like the, what he did in the first one, and right. it's years later. Yeah. Um. And so I think it was just noticeable. Like even when like Billy would have these emotional moments as Billy, and then yeah. he turns into Sam, and it's like, and now he's just like this kind of goofy. Like, look at me. I'm still. I'm trying to prove. I'll to you i'm a kid also when when the lightning hits him that's when he's supposed to have and and they joke about this in the movie he's supposed to have the wisdom of solomon and yet he seems to become more immature right as i i told i told coy that while i did enjoy the movie i thought it was fun i I think my biggest complaint without really getting super deep into it because we'll save it for the spoiler version um this is a movie about shazam that has maybe five percent Billy Batson. Like, right, if, if, it if, is. If, I said it's more Freddie's story. Right. Yeah. Well, th- well, and, and I don't even necessarily mean just like Freddie and that. But like, if if we're even though they are the same person, if mm-hmm. you are tracking Billy Batson as in like, oh, oh, and, right. and it's, and more, it's more about Asher, 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 Asher it's more exactly Zach, that. Yeah. He. Yeah. Right. Asher is in the movie like five percent. Right. And that to me is a right. problem in the sense that while a Batman movie. We want to see Batman out here doing Still the damn Bruce. Thing. You need Bruce. Yeah, yeah you it's a good point. You have to give enough of Bruce to make Batman relevant. And yeah. it's the same way that you treat, uh, we talked about this earlier, musicals. Mm-hmm. You don't sing the entire movie. You sing because you need it. Right. Because you can't it's express part of anymore. It. Right. That's how they talk. That's how they talk. So yeah. even though Zach is the top build and he's the star and all that kind of stuff, to not have Asher in this movie more As drove much. me crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a great point. But, Coy, so for, did Greg like it or not really? Greg, not really. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think John. 
sounds about the same. I think everybody's more on your page. I had the most interesting experience where I was watching it, and I've really struggled with movies lately. I've been I've been more cynical than mm-hmm. than ever, and I've been wondering if I've been worried for my experience in movies that I'm too plugged into Twitter and other things. And then this movie was like five minutes in, I was like, oh, I have such glee and it's joy. Fun. Yeah, it's fun. But I wasn't able to assess it. I was just like happy. You're too plugged into Twitter, huh? Oh, That's exactly what it is. I gave you credit. I told you both you were right. Yeah. I didn't deny it. I yeah. just said I didn't have the willpower to stop. Yeah. It's a drug. Yeah. I like the dopamine of rage. Yeah. Uh, but like, I definitely felt myself go like, wait, I can acknowledge that this isn't landing this way, this way, this way, but I'm so happy but you had fun with it. in the movie. Yeah. That's how I felt with Black Adam. No, that, that, that was a happy, fun movie. But you were I, so in. I just enjoyed it. I understand. But I, I, this is a better movie than Black Adam. But uh, as far as overall filmmaking and, and story and all that but i just enjoyed watching black adam so when people had criticisms over it it's very similar to what you just said about this i was like oh i get it but i didn't mind watching we were all talking in the lobby and i was like cool yeah and i didn't i it's not to like you kept saying things and i was like i understand that i don't there's not an argument against it right it's like this and and it's the same thing like i like all those criticisms like i said i do think there's the action is repetitive i do think the chemistry is good i actually think that like megan good and um, so so good she is megan good um um, uh, adam brody yeah i think that they played the character of like you know kid into superhero Way better than Zach Levi did. Well, and know, Megan Good's playing like a what six year old. That's what and, I mean. And, well, and so, she's, so good. She's, and she she's doesn't what, like twelve or thirteen now. Oh, is she? Right? I yeah. thought she was no, like no. Four she's, in she's, the first. She's one. a little. She's a little older. She's probably around like eight or nine. Maybe. Well, okay. He was thirteen and he's seventeen. So it's been about four, four years. years. And she was like four. So, I mean, like, she wasn't. Let's just put the difference matter. and say she's yeah, eleven. Whatever. We'll say eleven or twelve. Either way, she blended to me. Megan Good blended it a perfect blend of okay you could still believe that that's an adult but mm. we understand that it's you, not you know what it felt like to be honest with you it felt like the the adult actors the superhero version actors of the kids everyone had like one trailer like a hotel room with like a door and like megan would open it up and like talk to her her mm, child actor yeah whereas asher and and, and zach had Different trailers. trailers. They wouldn't even talk to the, each other. The studio and they never spoke. No, it's like they, did, they so don't seem like the same person at no, all. And no. they have fun chemistry in real life. So it's interesting to see like Asher and Zach yeah. in interviews and then see Asher and Zach in the movie and be like. Yeah, and we'll talk about it again in, in full kind of spoiler about certain scenes that I think that worked it. But there's also confusing. Like, and I guess I, whether or not you knew it or not, they, they, the TV ads spoil something. Kind of big, and I already mentioned it on um, on on the show yesterday. But so people got pissed off. And about the way it. they handle the thing that they spoil is so good. It, I it, love it's that. Good, movie. and it's I thought it was hilarious. And I think that they marketed it because they were scared that the box office is tracking. So this movie's tracking at like thirty five million opening weekend. That and is, that's, that's so really bad. bad, especially when you've got John Wick, which is going to annihilate it. Yeah, um, you've got um, you know Scream is still out there, Creed three is still out there, and you got Dungeons and Dragons next week. This movie's in serious trouble. I don't. Th- this is the last we ever see of Shazam. It's not coming back. I think we might see Shazam in supporting roles. Right. <laughs> but I, don't know if right. We'll, I don't know if we'll see the word Shazam on a billboard again. We're not going to see a, a standalone movie anymore. And maybe a TV show. I don't know. But it's, it's it. If this movie does not hit at least eighty five, ninety million, and continue and, and make a profit, it would be a I, I major say error. Two hundred. It needs to clear in right? opening weekend. No, oh, no, no, general. Yeah, 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 yeah. It needs to hit ninety opening weekend. It's got to make eighty five, ninety opening weekend. Opening, yeah, that's not, not worldwide happen. or yeah. domestic. It, uh, 
uh, I mean, domestic, I think. It needs to be. Uh, I, I, and I, was, yeah. I was saying 200 worldwide for, like, its run of the first three this weekends. Is, this is also a rough weekend to do that. This is also St. Patty's Day weekend. Yeah. You, you, well, but the, kid, but the kids, though. I get yeah. the kids. This, is, this, is for, this young, movie's for kids. I understand yeah. that, but you, you still need to hit that 18 to 30 demo. And, yeah. if, and if everyone yeah. 21 up is like, I'm going to go get trashed, yeah. that's not a good look. It's true. Look, so the movie itself. It's the company, so fun, though. It's, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It is a fun movie, and I, I, I definitely, I'd be lying if I didn't say I, I, I enjoyed watching it. And I thought there's some really good moments, some good emotional moments. I wish the parents would have been used a little bit more than just watching news, but because yeah. uh, I thought they were so good in the first movie. The the first one had a different beating heart, and this one had bigger laughs. Yeah. and like they're both funny, but there's it's a different tone yeah. of heart. And here. I thought that the laughs were were relevant and, yeah. and it made sense. And I also saw. Uh, both Rachel Zegler was really good. I thought that, um, and I thought Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, the opening scene was fantastic. I thought it was good, good villains. And we'll get into all that and more on the spoiler on Monday. So you can join us on Monday episode with myself and Winston and Koi will be here. But in the meantime, Winston, where can they find you? You know where to find me at the Swaggy Blurred, man. Uh, and I'm back streaming again on Twitch. So come hang out with me. Uh, I always tweet about it. So follow me on Twitter. Uh, TikTok, YouTube, all that good stuff. Got a lot of fun things across the board, yo. In honor of St. Patrick's Day, follow me on YouTube. Do it for me. Uh, I'm at 18.2. I'm trying to get to 20K. That's my road to 20K. Uh, at Koyjandro on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all the chaotic internet things. Well, there you go. So, and once again, for here, if you're brand new to the channel, you've been watching this show, whether it's on Spotify, you're watching it on YouTube, and you haven't hit this, as Ariana DeVos says, do the thing. Uh, well, do the thing here and hit hit that subscribe button. Make sure Hala did the thing. That's right. You you did the thing by subscribing to us, and that it's the dance that makes that whole bit. Anyway, um, <laughs> do that. Make sure you do. Go to Spotify, get yourself a shirt. patreoncom slash show and head on over to the Christian Earl and Friends channel. Trying to stream at least once a day. Hope that you join us over there. For my friends over here at Capes and Cows, Winston and Coy and me. That's us. See you later. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.